Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I'm happy you're here. I'm happy that my guest is here. We get together twice a week and chop it up, and we discuss what we've been chewing on in God's Word, um, issues in our culture, discussing Christian living and ethics and all kinds of things, in hopes that it will leave you encouraged and challenged wherever you're at right now. Um, you know, the usual jogging, uh, mm-hmm. doing dishes. Um, every day doing what I do where I'm scrolling TikTok and I have some noise on in the background. Mm, every good endeavor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we hope this podcast finds you wherever you are well. And this week we've got Connor with us. Connor Clark, welcome. Hello. Hello. I'll well, have the like clap track in afterwards. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I know I'm you're glad. waiting for I that. Know there's, I know there's a live studio audience here just... <laughs> Just waiting with bated breath. <laughs> they are, they are every word. Waiting for their cue card. Yeah. Holding up say applause. applause. <laughs> so Connor, um, I'll give you just a brief introduction. You mm-hmm. work here at, mm-hmm. at UFC at the church. Yeah. And you work with Lou Hines, the worship pastor. Yes, sir. And the worship ministry. Yeah. Stud Muffin, yes. And then <laughs> yeah. he will love that. And then you are you are an invaluable asset on Sunday mornings. You're helping coordinate and just doing a little bit of everything, whatever's needed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been here? Oh, I've been going to UFC since fall of 2019. So cool. it'll be four years in November. Wow. So, yeah. That's yeah. And I've cool. been on staff probably since, mm, I want to say like 2021 or so. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's well, been nice, nice time. <laughs> yeah. I've loved all of our visits. Mm-hmm. You're one of the few people who don't flee from me when they see me coming <laughs> at them. Because they know I want to talk theology or something oh, ridiculous dude, and yeah. philosophical, but absolutely, you and I can chop it up. So yep. we'll have to keep that reined in this episode a little bit. Yes. Um, but the reason you're on the episode is because you just taught um, two days yesterday morning yeah. at the men's breakfast on the Lord's Prayer. So why don't you give us kind of an opening view of the landscape of the Lord's Prayer and what mm-hmm. you were teaching on? Yeah. So yeah, Rich did a wonderful job kicking us off last week, talking about the opening part of recognizing God as our father and start opening with that prayer of let your name be treated as holy, right? So we really start with Orient in the Lord's Prayer. Jesus starts us off with this idea of looking at this vision of who God is, Mm -hmm. right? That he is both our loving father and he is also this holy God, right? And so that's kind of the the posture and the attitude with which we approach prayer of Mm -hmm. recognizing, man, we're approaching the God of the universe who is totally holy, totally other. And yet he is our loving father who desires for relationship with us and for us to come to him. So we kind of start with that tension. And then, you know, and the next thing, it's interesting that we, the next thing Jesus calls us to pray for is not related immediately to what we want. It's oriented still with God and a prayer of, your, that is God's kingdom come and your will be done Mm -hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. And the implication of that being, of why would we pray that being that it seems like that God's kingdom has not come and God's will is not being done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's kind of the aspect of the Lord's prayer that we covered on Tuesday morning was your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that I find attention with when I'm interacting with people is this idea of God's will, his desire. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it seems like our tendency is really 
that we talk like we want God's will to be done, but there's a little yeah. bit of us that goes, mm-hmm. but does God know best or does he yeah. will the best for us? Absolutely. So what are some uh, challenges that this maybe had for you as you're studying mm-hmm. this going, oh, this is, when I really think about it, this is actually kind of heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's interesting actually, because uh, I've had to do a lot of thinking about the will of God over the years. I, so I grew up, in a little more of a charismatic circle. Mm -hmm. And with that, there's kind of an understanding of the will of God very much focused in specific actions, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, the will of God is me listening to the inner voice and figuring out what the spirit is telling me in terms of, do I talk to this person who I'm in line with or do I not, right? Uh, Do I... um, talk to this person in line? Do I wear these certain clothes Mm -hmm. today? Right. Do I, and that sounds like a joke, but in some circles, that's not a joke. That's not a joke. Yeah. Yeah, It's very serious. The will of the Lord. Yes. And so I, have talked to I remember person? one time I agonized over whether I should help out with a prayer group or not because I was wondering was it God's will for me to help with this specific prayer yeah. group, right? Um, and so it actually became very freeing. The more I read the Bible, the more I realized the will of God is actually not related to this job or marrying this person or right. doing this certain task or not it's very much related to the commands of God, mm-hmm. right? Now, and then on the other hand, this is where our um, Western secular background, you know, living in a society that really values freedom, mm-hmm. that's where we really have a tension with the will of God, right? Yeah. Because, you know, the commands of God, the 10 commandments, right? Loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving our neighbors ourself. If we're going to take God's law and commands seriously, that means we have to value that above us doing what we want, mm, right? That doesn't sound right. No, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, like that, uh, Yeah, yeah. No, I don't either, right? And in principle, I might agree, like, yeah, I should obey God. But when the rubber meets the road of everyday life and we realize that following what God wants seems to go against our best interest mm-hmm. um, and seems to go against everything that our heart wants, um, that is where it can be really hard. But for me, um, at the same time, it's a very liberating thing Mm -hmm. because it is God calling me to a way of life. um, And there's a lot of freedom in that as opposed to me needing to make sure that I don't miss mess up on God's will, if that makes sense. Yeah. I I don't want to send us too far down a rabbit trail, but yeah, we share that in common as far as mm-hmm. our roots go. Mm-hmm. And I can completely, a thousand percent, sympathize with the crippling anxiety that comes from missing God's invisible will or or screwing something up or yeah. agonizing over. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've witnessed or even participated in going up to a complete stranger and saying something that now makes me shrivel inside a little right. bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because I didn't want to screw up what I thought was some sort of prompting mm-hmm. or message from the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree. I appreciate it. So, so to summarize maybe mm-hmm. what you're yes. saying, um, the, the part that we start with in this portion of the Lord's Prayer is orienting our minds to a right understanding of God's will in accordance with his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And acknowledging that, yeah, he's calling us to a way of life in line with his commands that he has revealed mm-hmm. in scripture and acknowledging there's kind of a couple elements. One, there's acknowledging that in the world right now, that 
the world is not obeying what he has called us to do, mm-hmm. right? That we have rebelled against God's law, right? And that goes, we have to go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, right? Right. Um, and recognize in Genesis 3 of man and woman eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And by doing that, they were basically saying, God, you have given us the, you have given us commands and told us how we should live, but we don't trust you. We mm-hmm. don't think that you actually love us and care for us. So we're going to take matters into our own hands. We're going to eat of the fruit and do what we think is good and what we think is evil because we don't really think that you care about us, right? So fundamentally, yeah, it's, I think disobedience to God's law comes from a distrust in the love of God Mm -hmm. and distrusting, not trusting that God actually cares about his creation and cares about us as people. Yeah. But that he only wants to dominate us or Mm -hmm. oppress us. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think the older I get, I'm all of 31 years old. I'll be 32. Oh man, you're just a, just a few young, days. young pup. I know, practically a babe. Yeah. Um, is <laughs> the more I come to realize how little interest I have in controlling my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude. That is, that's an amount of pressure that I simply can't yeah. do. I Absolutely. can't succeed at this. I have to trust the Lord. I'm, I'm dependent upon him. Right. Yeah. And we, you know, we live in a culture that really values choice above everything, right? Of mm-hmm. us as individuals being totally autonomous, meaning we are totally on our own in yeah. the choices that we make. Self-determining. Yeah, exactly. And on one hand, that sounds really great, right? Because I am totally in control. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you realize how isolating and alone you are in that, in that I'm totally in control and therefore there's no one else looking out for me, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you come from a secular worldview of, you know, we're all just atoms in motion. We're all just, it's just a Darwinian survival of the fittest. There's no one to look out for me, right? right? Versus the picture that Genesis 1 puts of a God who speaks and the world exists. He is totally sovereign. And not only that, he makes a good creation and he gives it, to humans and says, have at it, enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy marriage, enjoy sex, enjoy the good things that I have made, enjoy mm-hmm. the food and the trees I've made, right? These are all gifts for you to enjoy, but enjoy it in submission to me, right? realizing that I love and care for you, right? Mm-hmm. But because we chose to rebel, that leads to the other element of Jesus's prayer of your kingdom come, your will be done. Because Genesis 3 reveals that because we chose to rebel and say we don't trust God, um, we brought sin and death into the world, right? So Mm -hmm. we look in our own relationships, we look at a societal level, we look at an international level, our world is broken by sin where we worship the creator, that we worship the creature rather than the creator, Mm -hmm. and we hate our neighbor instead of love our neighbor, right? And God promises amazingly, he gives this good gift to us of his creation. We reject him, but he still chooses to initiate and pursue us and say that I'm going to send someone who is going to undo the sin and brokenness that you have brought into the world. And that's the prayer of the kingdom, right? And we had the, on Tuesday, we read through Psalm 2, where God talks about his anointed one, right? Uh, The word that from which we get the Hebrew word Messiah, right? Or the Greek word Christ, Mm -hmm. right? And in the New Testament, we learn that Jesus is this one, right? He's the king coming 
to undo the sin and death that we have brought because of our rebellion against God. And so that that's the other art, right? Your will be done and your kingdom come, right? Okay. I'm going to try and not cause any problems or throw too hard of a curveball at you. Okay. Oh, dear. Is God's kingdom coming, mm-hmm. and I guess by proxy, his will being done, uh-huh. are those eschatological or, or end times realities uh-huh. only? Or is there a part of that that we cooperate or partner with now? Mm. Oh, man, that is a big question that does not have controversial <laughs> answers. Uh, <laughs> and that was the only time Connor was allowed on the episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if it, we'll see how that works. Um, no, I think I, I think this is kind of a classic answer, but the, you know the answer is often given that the kingdom of God uh, both is and is not. Right? It is both now and not yet. Yeah. Right. I think is the classical way it's mm-hmm. put in terms of you know Jesus in his incarnation, in his life, in his death, in his resurrection, in his ascension to the Father, I think there's to be a real sense that Jesus is now king, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of Matthew, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, right? Mm -hmm. There's a real sense in like, yeah, Jesus is in charge, right? He's He's the king. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But on the other hand, all it takes is a five minutes walk outside the front door and don't look in our hearts for five minutes. And we realize, yeah, the world's not, <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> yeah. The lion is not yet lying with the lamb, right? Yeah. Like everything is not yet what it ought to be. And so I think it is both present in our lives now, primarily it seems to me in the lives of people choosing to submit to Jesus, mm-hmm. right. And choosing to recognize him as the Messiah, as the one who's, saving us from our sins and saving us from death. Um, And we see that in our reality, like in the spirit working in us to make us people instead of rebels against God, people who love God and love our neighbor, right? That, that is a work, you know, as, as Paul talks about, right? That neither circumcision nor uncircumcision profits anything, but a new creation in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. That there's work starting in us, but we look forward to the day where that work will penetrate all of creation. Yeah. Right. And this is, this is one of my favorite problem promises, not problems, uh, <laughs> very beautiful promise in that, you know, that the ultimate hope of the gospel is not us having to grin and bear seeing what you said, life sucking, yeah. <laughs> life being difficult and just wait, I just need to get, wait to get to heaven when I die. Mm-hmm. But the reality that we are waiting for Jesus to come, maybe when we're alive and maybe when we have died, uh, to come and deal with sin and death here on earth, mm-hmm. right? And that is the promise of the kingdom is not us escaping from a world that's just going to get scrapped, but rather us waiting for a king to come to renew and make things right. So I think an answer to your question, hopefully I'm getting at it, yeah. is both something that we start to see reality of it now, but it will not be culminated until Jesus actually returns and makes all things new, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I appreciate that answer and I agree with you. Yeah. And I think that, that that really is where we can turn back to the other portion of your will be done because mm-hmm. we can have confidence in the the effectiveness of our life here on earth in yep. a fallen world and in real bad circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, afflicted by sickness and in death and all these things because we understand that God's will is an extension of his character and his goodness yeah. and that we by God's grace and wisdom beyond my understanding, mm-hmm. get to participate in that. We yes. go, okay, I could be here as long as Jesus wants me to be here because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what I'm doing 
counts to the glory of God in some measure. Yep, absolutely. And and really what we're doing every day, you know, and I think this is part of what Jesus wants us to do with this prayer is it's a kind of redeclaration of our of our allegiance, mm-hmm. right? It's a reminder of ourselves. Who do I belong to? I don't belong ultimately to the kingdom of the world. Mm-hmm. I don't ultimately belong even to the kingdom of America. Mm-hmm. I don't belong to my political party. Ultimately, my allegiance is to the kingdom of God and to Jesus, right? And so yeah. this prayer is a way of reminding ourselves of that because I think we lose sight of that, right? Mm-hmm. And we start getting focused on our little lives and um, just focused on what we want and what are we trying to accomplish. And we lose sight of remembering, oh no, I'm part of something that's a lot bigger than me and remind myself that I'm actually not my King Jesus is, right? And, and, it's a present thing that we do to root us, but it's also a thing that's to uh, give us hope for the future, mm-hmm. right? And remind us what's the end goal. And the end goal is God's kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven, right? Yeah. And I think that's a great reminder for us that we need to we need to declare to ourselves mm-hmm. and to the Lord repeatedly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we are forgetful people, right? Oh man, astonishingly so. Yeah. Astonishingly Absolutely. so. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think that that's incredibly encouraging to think about what it means to be praying for God's will to be done, mm-hmm. his kingdom becoming, um, a way that I operate in that role as an ambassador, yep. a representative of God's kingdom, but also the hope that I get to look forward to God's kingdom finally culminating and all this getting sorted out. <laughs> right, right. And it, and there's a tension there, right? Because I think there is, so it's both looking for a future reality, but I think it's also possible in that to then petition when we currently see things in the world that are not right, mm-hmm. you know? So for instance, I don't think, I think it is a part of what Jesus is praying. I think it is a good thing we see things like the conflict going on in Ukraine right now mm-hmm. with Russia, right? I think it is a good thing to pray, Jesus, may your kingdom come, may peace come, may evil be dealt with here may um may justice overcome right if we we see someone in our lives who is not a christian and we long for them to come to know jesus i think it's a good thing to pray god let your kingdom come let this person see who jesus is and believe in him right Mm -hmm. so yeah i think it is both yeah it's meant to kind of align ourselves with god's will and ask for his kingdom to come in certain circumstances and then rooting ourselves in the reality of a future hope of it, his kingdom fully coming in a way that we just don't see. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Connor, what a lovely comforting message for all of us. I think that's something that nobody, nobody is exempt from Mm -hmm. our times are full of things that are discouraging. And yes, and this is the message that gives us hope. Absolutely. Fire in our veins again. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. He is, you know, Jesus is, I think Lewis and Tolkien often like to use the thing of the Jesus, you know, the gospel is the true myth, right? Mm -hmm. And we have so many stories in our culture of the hero coming to make things right, Yeah, you know, and Lewis and Tolkien argued the reason we resonate with that story is because it reminds us of the true myth of the gospel Mm -hmm. of Jesus being the real hero coming to rescue us from the ultimate evil of sin and death. And so, yeah, it's a very hopeful thing of like, man, all, you know, as, as Sam says in the Lord of the Rings, you know, everything sad is coming untrue. Right. But it's not just in a story, but in reality through the gospel and through Jesus and what he has done. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Anytime we can drop a, (laughs) 
Yeah, Lord of the Rings. No, I realized that was the most basic white guy thing to do. Um, well, have you ever heard of Lord of the Rings? Man, hey, the extended such fantastic extended cinematic such fantastic DVD. films. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, the the books are great too. Also, but yeah, <laughs> I will I will die someday when the Lord decides to take me with the words on my breath that the Lord of the Rings trilogy is the greatest cinematic trilogy of all time. So, uh, folks, that me. is hot takes with Chris Moore. <laughs> that is not what this podcast is, but maybe we could do a bonus app <laughs> like just that. on. We talked know. about a B roll with uh, Lou. We'll do oh, a B roll. Yeah. yeah, that would be fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. Uh, not just for this, but for Tuesday. Like I said, I really enjoyed it myself. And um, I'm sure that the people who get a chance to listen to this will be encouraged in those areas that we need reminders of every day. Nobody, nobody comes to a point in their life where they've, you know, fully employ this where yeah. our bodies are still frail. Right. And so yeah. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a reason Jesus wanted us to pray this daily. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. There might be something to that. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and I realized I just made a controversial statement. Maybe that, so. <laughs> well, listener, I hope you were encouraged. Um, get in your Bible, read this, read this prayer and uh, contemplate it. Pray to the Lord, pray it. Um, remind yourself of these truths that really ground you in who God is, how he operates, uh, your own redemption and your daily provision um, from his hand. And uh, I promise you, you will find encouragement and joy in who God is. And maybe some days you're lacking. I know I lack them some days. So until the next episode, we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.